O'Brien Health, we care for patients, educate tomorrow's health care providers, motivate our community with fitness and health programs, and collaborate to continually improve how we serve others. That's why we're proud to present Brian Health Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, heart disease is the leading cause of death for women in the United States. While some women have noticeable symptoms, many do not. But when it comes to your health, there are some numbers you should know by heart. My guest today is Dr. Sarah Hargreaves. She's a vascular surgeon at Brian Hart. Welcome to the show, Dr. Hargreaves. If you had to pick one of the most important numbers for women at our annual physicals that we should be knowing or keeping track of, what would you say that was? I would say it's your HDL. So explain to the listeners what that is. So it's a high-density lipoprotein, and it's a number that you get when they draw your blood, and it checks the good cholesterol in your blood. And it's a number that you look for, and a lot of people say that 40 is a good number, but I'm going to bump it up to 60 and say your goal should be 60. So people hear 60, and they're not sure what that means. So explain a little bit about how this works, and what do these numbers even indicate? When you get a number for your HDL, and the number is between 40 and 60, that's pretty good. When you get above 60, it means it's a negative risk factor for heart disease and peripheral vascular disease. So it means you're really on the right track for your health. So if we're looking at these numbers, what what do they mean as far as dietary intake? What do they mean as far as what we're doing? Are they controlled by any other factors, Dr. Hargreaves? You can do a lot to affect your own HDL. In fact, we have medications that can improve your HDL, but those haven't really been proven to do as much for your cardiac risk factors as just improving it on your own. And what you can do to increase your HDL is, one, if you're a smoker, just stop smoking, and that will immediately improve. The other risk factors that you can improve are going to be your physical activity. If you increase physical activity, that's also associated with improved HDL. Other things you can do in your diet are avoiding trans fats, And those are things that are found in shortening and some margarines, some fried foods. If you just avoid those things, that can also improve your HDL numbers. And people hear good cholesterol, bad cholesterol, and HDL are actually these shuttle cholesterol that get the bad cholesterol out of your system. So where do we find the bad cholesterol and what numbers do we want to look at for there? So the bad cholesterol is also in the, the shortening and the fried foods and the, some of the margarines that, that I talked about. Uh, so really avoiding those foods are going to increase your HDL and decrease the bad cholesterol. So let's move on to blood pressure because this is a very important number for both men and women to know what it means to keep track of it on a regular basis. Dr. Hargreaves, explain what blood pressure is and why it's so important to know those numbers. So when your heart pumps, it's in systole, and it ejects blood out of it. And it really depends on how hard your heart has to work to pump that blood out and also how your body reacts. And does do the vessels receiving the blood even relax to allow that blood to flow? And your blood pressure is indicative of good heart health and good vascular health throughout your body. So your goal is going to be a blood pressure of less than 140, and that's a systolic number. That's the number on top. So it's a ratio of one big number and then a smaller number below. We're talking about the number on top. 
Unfortunately, if you're diabetic, your goal blood pressure is going to be a little bit lower. It's 130, but that's very attainable. So we try and modify people with diabetes. We modify their risk factors a little more strongly, and your goal blood pressure is going to be less than 130. That just is going to decrease the amount of stress on your heart, one, and it's going to decrease the amount of stress on the blood vessels that are receiving the blood. So there's going to be fewer tiny little tears. The muscle in the blood vessel is going to be able to function appropriately, relax and contract like it should. So what about that lower number, Dr. Hargreaves? Is that a dynamic number? Should that be moving around a lot? And where do you like to see it? The diastolic number is the number on the bottom of the ratio. So that number should be lower. And the diastolic that we have a goal for is about 90. So less than 90 would be a good diastolic number. And that is in reference to how your heart is able to relax. Okay, moving on. How about blood sugar? We hear more and more about our risk for diabetes and blood sugar. And on our annual physical, they ask you to fast and take that fasting blood glucose. But there's also other tests that can show what your blood sugar has been over a period of time that can let you know your risk for diabetes. So speak about blood sugar numbers. So the number that we use more often nowadays is the hemoglobin A1C, and that's also done. It doesn't have to be done fasting, but it's a very, very good number to indicate what your fasting blood sugar has been over the last three months. So you don't take a number just one point in time. It's actually able to average the amount of sugar that's still attached to your red blood cells. It's a very good test for diabetes. You want to be between 5.5 and and 6.5. That's the normal you're kind of borderline pre-diabetes when you get around the six and a half, but that's a number that you want to look out for, especially if you have a strong history of diabetes in your family. If you do have diabetes and you have already been diagnosed with it, your hemoglobin A1C goal is going to be less than 7%. So 7% or less is going to be a resting glucose of around 150 or less. And if someone is told that they are maybe above 6%, in their A1C, and they're told that they are pre-diabetic. Let's move on to that next number because it's important for pre-diabetes and preventing heart disease, exercise amount. How often would you like people to exercise to prevent heart disease? The number I look for is 30 minutes a day at least three times a week. So if you get out and you walk three times a week, go for 30 minutes strong. Don't light up a cigarette and walk outside. Just go outside with your family. Enjoy them. Enjoy being outside. Walk to the point where you feel like you're stressing yourself a little bit, and then you can relax a little bit, but just keep going. You want that steady 30 minutes. What about our weight, Dr. Hargreaves? Because people hear about body mass index. They hear about waist circumference. They hear about obesity and what that really means. When you're telling somebody about controlling their weight, what's your best bit of advice? What do you tell them about keeping track, whether it's stepping on the scale or just pretty much using exercise and diet to help control that risk factor? Exercise itself is going to help control that risk factor, watching what you eat, especially avoiding the trans fats, increasing the good cholesterol and what you eat, like oatmeal and bran and kidney beans, tree nuts, those kinds of things are going to increase your good cholesterol, and, and really point your diet in the right direction to controlling overweight and obesity. But the BMI that you're looking for, if you're looking at a sheet of numbers that your doctor gives you, you're going to go for a goal of less than 25 on your BMI. 
every five-unit increase in your BMI, there's an increase of 30% chance that you're going to have a peripheral vascular disease problem in your lifetime. So just controlling those risk factors by exercising more, really, is going to decrease your blood pressure, decrease your risk of diabetes, and decrease your risk for developing peripheral vascular disease and coronary disease in general. So wrap it up for us with your best advice about all these numbers. When we get our annual physical, what you want women and men, but specifically women, to know about reducing their risk for heart disease and these numbers and the importance of being our own best health advocate and knowing these numbers and asking our doctors these questions. In summary, I really think you should focus on HDL and LDL. So the HDL, you're looking for a goal of 60 or greater and LDL 100 or less. Unfortunately, if you're diabetes, it's going to be more aggressive, so 70 or less. Your hemoglobin A1C should be less than 7 if you're already diagnosed, and if you're not, keep it below 6. Walking is highly important. Just getting out and exercising and being active for 30 minutes a day, three times a week. And your diabetes risk factor for females is actually a little bit higher than males, so 38% for females and 32% for males. If you're Hispanic, your risk increases to 50%. So walking and watching your diet is actually a little more important, I think, for females. If you're concerned about your heart health, you can take our free, quick, and confidential HeartAware online screening at brianhealth.org slash heartaware. That's brianhealth.org slash heartaware. Thank you, Dr. Hargreaves, so much for being with us today. And thank you to the women of Alpha Phi for funding this special Heart Healthy podcast. This is Melanie Cole for Brian Health Radio. Thanks for listening.